and welcome back to the Thrive for Life podcast with me your host Ashling Daly. This is episode number six and I'm really excited about sharing this one with you all. In this episode I interview the fabulous Jen O'Callaghan who is a nutritional therapist and health and wellness coach with a background in science. Jen and I will be discussing how we can manage stress through nutrition and lifestyle. So just a little bit about Jen. Jen and I are both from the same town of Mallow in County Cork. Jen is now based in Ballancolic but works between Ballancolic and Mallow and also travels around the country doing a lot of corporate work with her company. So herself and her husband Niall own a company called Everyday NFW which stands for Nutrition, Fitness and Wellbeing. They're a fantastic husband and wife team who provide professional and proven solutions in nutrition, in fitness and well-being to companies, to individuals, to clubs and to athletes. Jen is also a wellness advocate for doTERRA essential oils. So I really hope that you enjoyed this episode and get as much out of it as I did. Jen is a wealth of knowledge when it comes to nutrition, but also when it comes to tools and strategies that we can use to manage our health and our well-being and particularly to manage stress. So enjoy this episode and as always, if you've enjoyed it, I'd love if you could leave a review or feel free to drop me a message. I, I love connecting with my followers. I'm on Instagram at thriveforlife.ashlingdaily. So I'm here with Jen O'Callaghan. So Jen is a nutritional therapist, a health and wellness coach with a background in science. Um, she also has a company called Everyday Nutrition, Fitness and Wellbeing. And she's also a wellness advocate for doTERRA oils. So thanks so much for joining me, Jen. No problem. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. Thank you so much. Um, so we'll get stuck in by maybe you could tell the listeners what exactly a nutritional therapist does. Yeah, so I suppose nutritional therapy to a degree is kind of a, an evidence-based approach at looking at your, your health um, and looking at the whole body as well. So it's always looking at kind of the nutritional element, but also a lot of the lifestyle element as well. But what it focuses on as well is looking at the root cause of what the issue might be um, and what the triggers and drivers of some disease that might be going on in the body for somebody that who might come to you. So I've um, done a bit of study as well with the Functional Medicine Institute and they, the doctors there would work a lot with nutritional therapists, with health coaches um, and other care kind of practitioners in bringing that integrated approach to help somebody to improve their health. You know, basically that's, that's what I see a lot is people are at kind of suboptimal health. They may not have something, but they're not feeling right or they're not right. feeling good. Um, so it's helping them to get to a stage where they do feel good um, and supporting them kind of with obviously nutrition and food uh, in what might be might, what might they might need or if uh, they might need tests like maybe a stool test that might show up that they might have bacterial issues overgrowth of candida it will show maybe things like how their enzymes or acids are working in digesting their foods maybe a cortisol test so different things again to see the full picture of exactly what what is going on and people come to me probably for um could be weight loss could be sports a lot of digestive issues especially ibs reflux 
um, uh, fertility might be one, hormonal balance, thyroid issues. So there's a huge different, you know, huge amount of different areas that people will come in to get um, a nutritional therapy program for them. And, you know, that's looking at stress. It's looking at exercise and the particular foods that suit them because not all one program suits all. Mm -hmm. So um, it's a very tailored approach. Yeah. yeah, it has to be for the individual because different things can drive different things for people. It could be stress might be a driver for one person. It could be a bacterial infection for, for somebody else. So you're going to have to go at it uh, differently for people in, in what it is that actually drives them. And, and then it's kind of enabling them to know that they can make the changes because it can be very daunting sometimes in Absolutely. making changes you know, to your, to your diet. So it's trying to enable people and build it in gradually. So it becomes part of their lifestyle because that's what you want. You want it to be part of your lifestyle, not something mm -hmm. you just do for maybe four weeks or six weeks. This is, you know, a, an integrated approach to, to really improve your, your life. Excellent. Mm. Very good. So what does a typical working week look like for you? I'd say it's quite varied by the sounds of us. You're dealing with clients with a lot of different needs. I know you're based between Ballon College and Mallow and then you also work with the Pure Results Bootcamp. So what does a typical week look like mm. for you, Jen? So yeah, so it can be very varied, I suppose, which I like. I like variety kind of in my workplace. And I think when you're in a business, you, you do have to kind of have a lot of different options that you can go to as well. So every week I'd always see clients on a one-to-one -one basis um, in Mallow, as you said, and in Ballon as well. And yeah, I have worked with um, Pure Results Bootcamp for the last five years uh, now in helping develop their menu plan. Um, doing, I would do talks on site, nutritional talks, health and wellbeing talks, demos and that as well, seeing clients kind of one-to-one. -one. But I suppose that in the last 12 months or so, I've done a lot more corporate uh, work as well. And that would be maybe designing a six to eight week uh, wellness program for them. Okay. So bringing in maybe stress reduction, self-care practices, um, exercise, where I would be looking at that side of things and also nutrition demos or nutrition talks on, on different aspects. So that's becoming a lot more popular, I suppose, in a lot of the, the work that I that I do. And I also like this evening, I'll be going over to the Lakela Center in Mallow and giving a talk and demo to the the no quit program there, the people Excellent, who are giving up yeah. cigarettes and that. Um, so you mentioned Niall there, just for our listeners, Niall is your husband and he works with you. That's that you right. work together for everyday nutrition, fitness, wellbeing is your company together, isn't it? That's right. So yeah. he does the uh, the exercise element and the life coaching kind of side of it as well. So the, the limiting beliefs and, and that, that he would give talks on that as well. And we both then, I suppose, do the doTERRA wellness advocates for the doTERRA oils as well. So that's been Excellent. another part of the the business that has grown uh, in the last number of months as well so yeah and we'll talk a little bit more about that you have uh, you've been won over with the doTERRA oils as well I'm I'm totally hooked for life Um, so you mentioned or maybe first of all could you tell me a little bit about your own journey with food and nutrition were you always health conscious or was there something in your life or an experience that maybe triggered you to become more aware of the power of food and nutrition Definitely, yeah. I think like I, I did. I wasn't always as health conscious for for sure. Now, always, I suppose, as younger, I would have been quite active and sporty. And growing up, the foods we ate were naturally better anyway. I think to a degree. Um, but then I suppose as you you know hit the the late teens and early twenties, and you're going off by yourself and living in college, 
you, you know, I didn't have the greatest choices in food. There's probably increased stress. We were out drinking a lot. So that was kind of the start, I suppose, of my digestive issues, really, mm -hmm. that um, really kind of pro progressed. My best friend used to be Gaviscon. So yeah. I used to be taking a, a lot of Gaviscon for those years. But yeah, so I got a lot of heartburn. So it's a hiatus hernia that I had and a lot of IBS type symptoms as well for a number of years. So I kind of started to change little things. I didn't know a huge amount about it at the time, but I knew some foods aggravated it and some foods were better. So I tried to minimize things um, before I started studying uh, nutrition. And then when I was 30, I was in a car crash. So that kind of, I suppose, was a real stop sign in, in my yeah. life and in, in where I needed to go um, and like that. I didn't want to be taking all the anti-inflammatories and they affected my stomach. So, you know, I, that's where I really started to venture into alternative therapies, I suppose, to, to help myself. You know, I wanted to bring in more foods to help with inflammation. I used to go for a lot of acupuncture and different things as well to, to help that. So that started that. And, you know, then I started studying nutrition um also had kind of fertility issues so that also you know looked at i looked at kind of helping to clean up my diet um to help around that uh, as well so i suppose when i started studying uh, nutrition therapy that's when i i really got deep into what i knew what could and couldn't work for me or what would work for me um, and that's when I really started to see the changes kind of happen as well for me i didn't realize that food could have such an impact on my health and okay. I don't think a lot of us realize the draw it can have on your body when mm. you don't feel well so what kind of changes do you think um, that you started to see what were the biggest changes for you was it in the comfort levels in your stomach and your gut health or yeah well I was able to give yeah. up Gaviscon right. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so good step. didn't have to start taking that anymore but energy mood because when you have gut issues um, going on and digestive discomfort, there's a draw on the body. Or when you're in pain, you know, after a crash, when your body's in pain and, you know, you're, you can't sleep at night, you're awake, then all these things, you know, just deplete you. Mm -hmm. So then you need to start to rebuild your body on things that help restore you again. And again, everybody can be different in what that is. So I'd say to yeah. people, find what works for you. It mightn't be what I did. But, you know, find what works for you mm -hmm. um, and, and build on that. So I found just, you know, definitely eliminating a lot of the sugars. We would have been a big family um, in the later years, I suppose, for like a lot of biscuits. We loved our cakes. We loved our buns um, and, you know, and then alcohol and then as well going out at weekends and that. So there was a lot of sugars and um, so that was that was just promoting the inflammation right. and promoting poor gut health. Uh, in in my body so ultimately it was taking the load off the body you know yeah. taking the load of these things so that uh, I was able to start to restore myself again and bringing in good healthy food you know mm -hmm. our, veg our vegetables our fruits or um, good whole grain stuff um, for me dairy doesn't like me too much gluten wouldn't be something as well that would suit my body yeah other people might be fine but for me it was a big draw on my body so when I started to eliminate them as much as possible the body started to kind of thrive again mm -hmm. uh, and started to I suppose uh, heal and restore itself again a little bit as well brilliant mm. excellent so you mentioned in conversation with me recently that many of your clients today are presenting with extreme stress or anxiety do you believe that this is one of the biggest problems in modern society, especially as we're learning more about the gut brain axis and how 
it's a two-way system and the health of one can impact on the health of the other mm. do you want to talk a little bit about that yeah I, um there's no question like in the last number of years i suppose i'm i've been dealing with a, a large number of people between the retreats and groups so uh, and in the last year then having more dealings with corporate as well stress and anxiety um and sleep as well would be definitely something else but i suppose one feeds into another mm-hmm. too but definitely stress and anxiety and i think it's the state of overwhelm that's coming on people is what's really uh, impacting on them so like with stress like we've good stress you know the, the mm-hmm. new stress and we need it you know we need it to perform we need it to do interviews we need to do presentations or people playing sports and it's you know the good stress that makes you thrive and go for the goals and that makes you feel good yeah that's great you know um they and that's what we need but it, the problem is is when it goes into distress and you get overloaded and overwhelmed and, and there's no break and there's no recovery happening in your day and i suppose the way things are now is the overstimulation you know we're overstimulated with social media uh, emails phones we're never off Mm -hmm. it's hard to switch off so uh, people aren't getting that that downtime in their you know in their every day and i think when you know people feel they have to respond to emails maybe at 11 o'clock at night there's no boundaries exactly uh, you know when they leave from from the workplace even ourselves when we get a, a text you know or if we you know we're waiting for a text back you know if it's not back within a half hour an hour we're kind of thinking you know what's happening where are they what's you know uh, and then you start to get a bit impatient you know and then people can even start getting a bit anxious thinking oh god is there something wrong yeah or something wrong with them and then even getting paranoid as in oh, maybe i said something to them the last time and sure maybe they didn't have their phone even with them so it's gone into a new dimension i think a little bit like pieta house they have in cork there's 60 to 80 people a day going into pieta house um and you know sometimes they have a lot of youngsters going in and the anxiety is around that they're not getting likes and they're not getting hits on on instagram and this is the reality yeah you know this is their reality it's their reality um which has to be managed Mm -hmm. and and really kind of looked at it can't uh, be dismissed it cannot be dismissed no definitely not because it's having an impact on them and uh that's why i suppose it's looking at at boundaries of you know putting it on airplane mode at night time at switching it off at the table when people are talking or at, at night time in the in the evening time even putting it on silent allows you that you and you look at it when you want to look at it um so it's definitely looking at you know people to, to create some kind of boundaries as well for for themselves so then i suppose we're when we're in that constant state of stress and, and overwhelm it starts to affect us mm-hmm. and it starts to affect the body physiologically yeah. and and mentally in in a whole load of different aspects it's fine when you're in the fight or flight and you have to run from the bull or something like that but when we're just maybe stressed from driving or on our computers um or after a phone call then that's when kind of i suppose the the, the problem starts and you mentioned about the the gut brain axis and the the brain gut axis and, and it being a two-way two-way system and that's exactly you know what it is and i suppose we kind of always knew ourselves that you know our our brain and our gut spoke to each other because when mm-hmm. we got excited about something or fearful we get butterflies in our in our stomach um or a little bit of stress for some especially even with ibs they might have to go to the toilet straight away 
for others it can be constipation um, and and the body kind of not not working optimally so that communication system between your gut and brain is called the gut brain the gut brain axis um, and I suppose looking at even UCC are ahead of their game with a lot of the research that's going on uh, up there on the the gut and the effect that it has you know on depression or illness um, in the body as well you know the diversity of the of the gut so you know we have a communication system I suppose and the, the vagus nerve helps to communicate between the brain and the gut and the gut and the brain um, and when you think about the body being in a state of stress it's not really going to look at digesting your food it's not you know that's not going to be a priority it's too the, busy dealing with exactly too bu- busy stress, thinking yeah. i gotta run i gotta make my sugars to get make the energy to, to run you know get the heart rate going um blood pressure increasing and you know it's ready to defend itself so it's not thinking about digesting and absorbing nutrients at that time so it's even, not the priority yeah. exactly it's not the priority and if you think of someone even sitting down eating their their lunch and in a stressed state how well is that food even going to be absorbed in their in their body um so so it's really looking at the you know how can we how can we nourish our our, our body and our and our gut i suppose uh, as well because we make uh you know our neurotransmitters we make our serotonin a lot of it in our gut uh, and our serotonin is our feel good hormone mm-hmm. and a lot of people are taking you know serotonin for depression um so you know so you know a lot of people wouldn't even realize that they make some serotonin in their in their gut and some bacteria help to make what's called gaba and gaba is is something that helps with uh, anxiety as well you know it calms things down or gaba neurotransmitter um helps calm things down so there's you know a number of um uh, of our our gut microbiome that helps in this uh, as well so uh, as I say, if that's not functioning optimally, if we call it, we call it like in a state of maybe dysbiotic health, where there's poor gut flora competing with our, our good gut flora, um, and out competing our, our gut flora that's going to help make maybe things like our serotonin or like our, our GABA in our in our body, um, to help uh, help our body. And in our in our gut, we make seventy to eighty percent of our immunoglobulins, so it's obviously going to affect our immune system. You know, there's a huge um, amount of people now with autoimmune issues and a lot of them can be stemmed from from gut health and problems with the with the gut i see a lot of people even with maybe psoriasis coming into me so like autoimmune aspect sinusitis more bacterial and when we go in and we help them restore the gut function a lot of the symptoms go away you mm. know so it has a big a big impact I suppose as I say from from that dynamic so you know and and the gut then having an impact on the on the brain and looking at mood uh, as well being a being a big factor so if we can help reduce the the stress on, on the body it'll definitely have a, a knock-on effect I suppose on immune system as well or our gut health um, and our gut health is core really to a lot of things absolutely mm. so when you're dealing with clients would it be would you be giving them tips with how to manage stress to improve their gut health or is that something that you have to do in addition to looking at the food side of things is it Mm. kind of is stress management something that you now have to prescribe as well to clients as well as looking at what foods they should and shouldn't Mm. be 100 percent like what i you know i spoke about kind of functional medicine side of things what we would look at is we call it like a five-hour program 
um, and one is removing things that would be aggravating the inflammation or causing the inflammation that could be uh, allergen type foods it could be um, something bacterial in the body environmental in the body and then we look at replacing things like our acid or enzymes that help actually break down foods so that would be another stage of restoring um, gut function and then we re-inoculate re so we look at bringing probiotics in and prebiotics that feed the probiotics so good gut flora um, and getting kind of things like fermented veg and, and all that into into the gut then we repair because you have to repair the damage the inflammation that's going on continuously and it can be this low chronic inflammation that's mm -hmm. going on in the in the gut continuously which can be the worst sometimes because it can um, cause a lot of damage so when you remove a lot of things that are causing the inflammation you want to go in and restore you know the the gut health and repair um, and you go in there with things like um, glutamine or zinc or omegas or vitamin A um, in restoring that that gut function and the fifth um, R is our rebalance and that's where the stress um, aspect is looked at as well because you have to look at calming the nervous system you know okay. calming that nervous system to allow your 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 body really to come back up and, and restore itself excellent mm. so before um before looking at food supplements you'd obviously prescribe food for people but i assume there's no specific food that we should all be eating for good gut health is it is it very case by case or are there foods that we should all be including in our diet to look after our gut health yeah and again it can be very much specific there are i suppose common things that most people can can take obviously people with things like ibs or crohn's or colitis you know you, you do have to be careful um on what you would be telling those those people to take but for most people you're looking at getting in fiber hugely we underestimate the power of fiber um in in our gut health mm -hmm. so um you know our, our our gut flora have to fuel on something they have to you know you have to feed them as well so we need to get our good fiber getting into into our body and it's prebiotics like onions and garlic and leeks and inulin type kind of foods are, are really important to to get in there but then they wouldn't suit people who um would have maybe inflammatory issues going on in the in the gut as well or small intestinal bacterial overgrowth that would only aggravate it so you know as i say specific yeah. but and for others then as well of course probiotic foods are great if you can get the, the things like kefir in so you're looking at fermented um foods because they have natural probiotics in them as well so kefir is fantastic also your um foods like your kimchi or your sauerkraut and even being able to make them up yourself would be would be great um because a lot of you know our own cabbage is you know is what's made from sauerkraut but the cabbage leaves have a natural probiotic on it themselves um, and when you're making up and fermenting that you're you're getting all that goodness into your own body as well so having these on a daily basis is naturally i suppose protecting your your body um but yeah your vegetables your fruit your whole grain foods plenty of water making sure you know um that you're eliminating a lot of the toxins as well a lot of people suffer with constipation mm -hmm. um can be a you know can be a, a big issue so making sure enough fiber and water back to basics a little bit sometimes um, yeah. and you know removing a lot of the, the refined foods and sugar foods okay mm. and in terms of supplements then um, what are, what's your view on taking probiotics in the tablet form mm. is that a 
Yeah, I suppose like that with um with the when it's needed. Yeah. 100% um, it, it's good you know for people who might be after taking antibiotics uh, you know it might be a, a good time to take a probiotic or if somebody's very run down um, again with um, people who might have IBS and that I would get in there and help them with you know with probiotics because sometimes you just have to reset mm-hmm. the gut for a little while and then it'll come back to working well itself as well once you're feeding it properly as well throughout um, and, and getting because it's even I suppose in the, in the last number of years everything is sterile you know everything uh, has been cleaned to death I suppose and we're not picking up just natural uh, bacteria mm-hmm. and it's even getting out into the garden and putting your hands into the earth and growing your own your own vegetables you know and picking up just natural uh, bacteria to build up your own your own system but getting a diversity into your diet like a good range of your your vegetables builds up the good range of diversity in your in your gut flora you know it's not just one type of probiotic we have you know or one type of gut flora there's a number of um uh, bacteria species i suppose in our in our body so um, we have to fuel that so yeah ultimately I think it does help for a lot of people um, depending on what's kind of going on you know people with diarrhea Saccharomyces boulardii can be another good one um, for for them people with maybe yeast overgrowths also as well to kind of come in and help um, support that as well so it Excellent. does a lot of good yeah. so it's never going to be a substitute for it's never going to be a diet. Substitute. you have yeah. to do both yeah. you know uh, and then continue on with foods once the probiotic um, is finished and like that at least you can get natural probiotic foods as I mentioned and continue with them as well exactly mm. brilliant so we might chat a little bit about the doTERRA essential oils now so I know that you're a big fan of them you're a wellness advocate for doTERRA and mm. you have me converted as well <laughs> So you might just tell our listeners what the benefits of essential oils are and how we can use them to support our well-being and our health, especially maybe in times of stress. Okay. So, yeah, I suppose I've been using the essential oils for the last uh, four years and um, do using them, I suppose, with my own clients, family, ourselves. And I suppose they as you as you know they kind of sell themselves because they're so good in and it's it's the doTERRA oils that I that I use because I suppose they're such a good quality and I know that they're tested as well and quality attested so at least then you know that they're they're a good quality um so with the I suppose the essential oils I'm always kind of saying to people what you have in your toolbox for when things happen you know because things always happen for us so it's looking for that extra little bit of support sometimes when we when we need it and that's what I find with these that they're a fantastic kind of support um, in times when we, we might need it so like you know they're all from plants so it's all natural um, they're you know the, the way they're made it's just pure lavender is pure lavender there's no additives there's no fillers um, and that's the, the beauty I suppose of the of the doTERRA oils in, in what they do and they work at a cellular level so they're getting right into the cell and what they need to actually do uh, whether that be viral bacterial fungal um, going on in the body and they you know so you can I suppose with them you can just even inhale them as like as even an uplifter the wild orange is a, is a lovely uplifter so if the mood is a little low that can be quite good uh, you can also diffuse them so diffusing them in a room and maybe lavender at night time to help with sleep serenity is another fantastic one for kind of anxiousness and sleep 
which is really really good and uh, also we've a lot of uh, people using them around asthma breathe and they call it air now is a really good one nice combination there which helps clear up the respiratory system uh, as well so then around kind of the stress and, and anxiety like bergamo is a great one it's kind of anti-anxiety and uplifter so it's a it's a lovely one for people and then there's balance which is a grounding oil so it's got all the earthy oils in it and if it's a great one for if you were going doing an interview or maybe a presentation or um, or just you know feeling a bit a bit, a bit anxious and just wanted to be grounded in that moment um just putting a little drop and inhaling it uh really works well it's getting right into the olfactory system straight away um and and getting where it needs to and and calming the body down a, a little bit as well so they also have uh, a really good oil called copaiba that's in in the last uh, year and this is a i suppose it does the same thing as the cbd oils do uh, in in the body and it really helps with people you know um, i've put it um, myself i've used it around anxiety on the soles of my feet and that has helped really really well um i know when some people can take it internally and it helps with a number of different uh systems in the body uh, as well so they're as i say they're another good aid and tool to whether you want to help with sleep fight off any infection any fungal issue help with stress uh, and anxiety as well so um you know we run classes all the time now uh, for people in balancolic and, and mallow and you know the feedback i suppose is really good and that's what you go mm -hmm. on is you know how people are doing with them and isn't it great to be able to use something like that as a as a something support, so natural something exactly that yeah. that's so natural and you know and i suppose with with doTERRA in the way they actually manufacture the oils you know they they help a lot with people on the ground they don't have any third party people in there they're directly in there with the producers and, and helping the farmers on site and um and teaching them on how to plant the you know maybe the the frankincense um you know in in order to actually manufacture the for the frankincense it comes from the bark um and it's showing them not to like maybe dig in too deep so that they don't kill the tree so it's educating them then and the farmers on on how to do that as well so there's a great um i suppose there's a great thought process kind of around it and support process around it and they do a lot as well on on the charity based aspects as well so so there's a lot of transparency about where they source and how they source their materials yeah yeah, yeah absolutely and plenty of scientific backup as well they're starting their own health centers even in the states now with the the doctors and setting up um these places you know so that again it's going to be kind of um combining the, the health practices together which is really i suppose the way forward so we're going to see doctors prescribing essential oils yeah they'll have be exactly patients, they'll yeah. be yeah you know in support with what they in have support, to yeah. yeah in support but you know um it, it's great to see progress uh, like this moving forward mm. and have you a favorite doTERRA oil what's the one that you could not live without what could i not live without um probably peppermint Mm. peppermint is a it's a lovely oil as in it's great because if i suffer with any bloating it'll get rid of it kind of uh, straight away it's a nice uplifter so if you feel you know in the evening time you need a bit of a boost it's a great one to inhale and, and give a boost you can put a drop in a glass of water as well um and it helps with 
um, heat, if anyone's overheating, I'll have flushes for people. So there's a lot of, um, so it's a lot of good, good aspects with peppermint. So I think that's my, my number one. What's yours? Yeah, peppermint, frankincense or frankincense. lavender, or <laughs> I, I could probably go on for, for days. Yeah, they'd be my top three, I would say. Um, are there any other tools or strategies that you use to manage stress in your own life? Yes, I use um, uh, EFT, which is emotional freedom technique. So I've used that uh, actually when I had the car crash. So that's over 10 years ago. That's where I kind of learned, learned it, I suppose. Um, I just researched it and looked it up. So what it is basically is hitting, um, I suppose, acupuncture points. And it's what it does is it helps kind of calm your nervous system, but you're you're speaking as you're as you're tapping. So you might be saying, even though I feel a little anxious right now, I deeply and completely accept myself. And you work through a number of different um, acupuncture points, and it helps again to kind of just calm maybe the the nervous system. And you can use that with a lot of different things because I use it with my clients mm-hmm. now all the time as well. They find it really good. So that would be one thing. I meditate daily. So I find that that's really good. Just do you do it at the same time every day or how do you fit it into your... Yeah, I would get up early. Yeah. yeah, get up early in the morning and, and fit it in. We were recently at Dr. Joe Dispenza and in uh, Edinburgh and we did a weekend over there and he did a lot of kind of even hour long meditations, which seems, you know, before I was like, I can't even fit five minutes in. And now, mm-hmm. you know, now I'm up doing 40, 45 minute meditations. We'll see how long it lasts, but it definitely helps. There's no question when you get up in the morning and give yourself that time. And that's a lot of it is allowing yourself the time as well um so yeah so definitely meditations and if i can i'll do another one in the evening okay and for any listeners who've never tried doing meditation i'm pretty new to meditation myself i only started trying it at home recently and Mm. i did find it powerful it took me a while now i listened to i had a mantra playing on youtube and i had i found that helped me to kind of switch my mind off if my mind was getting distracted i just kind of fell into that but would you have any tips for maybe listeners that have never tried meditation at home if they were starting out, how would they mm. go about it? What could they do? Or what's a yeah. simple way to just begin? Yeah, I think simple way is maybe even download an app like the CAMS app um, is is a good one. Um, and, you know, some of them are just five minutes. Just do it for five minutes. Mm-hmm. And for some people, they need to be led on it because they feel initially, oh, I can't quite in my thoughts. And that's not what it's about and because we'll always have the thoughts coming in that's okay just leave them come in but let them go you don't have to cling on to them or, or attach to them you know so that's why sometimes the mantras are good mm-hmm. and, and i would say just start with a simple maybe five minutes and a guided one uh, initially and progress with that see what suits you there's so many different things out there um that are that are good deepak chopra has fantastic 21 day meditation challenges out there with oprah as well which are nice ones to to do again they're they're guided but i would say start with just maybe a couple of minutes and maybe guided initially and and work on that building that yeah Mm. and i suppose there's no right or wrong way to do it it's whatever is going to benefit you personally it's not Mm. questioning did i do that right i didn't do it the same as the person down the street yeah it's, and don't judge it yeah you know don't judge it because every day i might do something different if i don't because i might want to i might get bored mm-hmm. or something so i might do a mantra one day i might um listen to a guide another day or just maybe music another day so um use kind of again what what works for you um, and a focus on the breath 
That's okay. a big part of it. You know, when your thoughts kind of go away, it's bringing back to the breath again and just a, a nice, soft, gentle, gentle breath. But and some days I can't do it. Yeah. So again, I'd say don't judge, but do try and give it a go because it definitely does does help. Um, and the breathing techniques is another one I would use. Uh, during the day even just a four-part breathing exercise breathing in for four holding your breath pausing breathing out for four and pausing and again it's how do i just you know calm down the nervous system a little bit if you're a little stressed throughout the day uh, and putting little mini pauses uh, mm -hmm. in your day if you don't have time to do your meditation that you know in the day go off to the bathroom and just give yourself two or three minutes even just to do a, a calm breathing exercise because i think when we bring in those elements of recovery it really helps with the overall feel of overwhelm or, or stress and even sleep at, at night time as well so it's okay to, to calm it all down at different times of the day yeah and speaking of breathing i was listening to uh jerry hussey he's the sports psychologist he was he had a, a podcast recording on the wellfest website and he was talking about he was talking about this visualization technique and this breathing technique and how we could imagine that the air that we're breathing in is blue in color and that the blue represents the calming effect mm. and the air that we're breathing out is red and that represents all of the maybe the anger the frustration the stress um it could be breathing out a, a negative conversation that you had mm. and that really stuck with me if i'm ever mm. trying to breathe mindfully I find that quite helpful as well. Hugely. And yeah. Jerry and Miriam actually are, are good friends of ours. Um, and, you know, and they have, uh, he is fantastic kind of, he's fantastic to listen to and great techniques as well to, to listen to. But it's definitely finding what works for you. You like nature as well for me. I love being in nature. Um, find it very grounding. Take off your shoes and socks, put your feet out into the grass, into the ground, especially if you're on the computers every day, all that static that builds up in you. Um, it's a great, uh, great way to ground at the end of the day. You know, make your tea, stand out the back, um, you know, listen to the birds, do do whatever. Um, but it, it's it's really nice and grounding and calming. Brilliant. Mm. Um, if you could only have five ingredients in your kitchen for the rest of your life, what would those five ingredients be? That's way too hard. Mm. <laughs> well, what I use every day i suppose um is, is what i what i i'd probably include like stock so maybe a like a bone broth that i've made up or maybe just like a kalo stock cube because most of my steam fries and um, my soups my uh, curries i would base them all really in in a stock so i would use that nearly every day uh, so that would definitely be one thing that i would have to have uh, around and then spices, turmeric, ginger, they go into most things as well. And so they're definitely a great anti-inflammatory aspects to, to them. So I'd have them mostly in my in my everyday. Then um, I'll allow you three more. Three, oh, are mm -hmm. they two? Um, avocados, I think they're just a great filler. I know some people don't know what to do with them and think they're tasteless, but sometimes I throw them into a juice. They're a good healthy fat and they keep you full for long you know they're a good snack to have make up a nice guacamole put in some red onion lemon juice coriander and put on a cracker really mm -hmm. tasty so avocado is getting good healthy fats in there and oats is probably another good one because oats you can make you know your flapjack you can make your oat muffins uh, you can make your granola or your your porridge or your pancakes 
So there's always a bag of oats that, that are there as well. Um, and my, my quota. <laughs> so what do we have? We had stock, we had um, turmeric and ginger, avocado, oats, and herbs. I'd have oh, to that's say. it. And herbs. Some herbs. Yeah. Excellent. Very good. <laughs> and final question if you had to pick one quote or motto or mantra to live by, what would it be and why? Well, one that I always say to myself and always say to my clients is um, have a holiday in your everyday. So don't wait for your big two week holiday. You know, everybody's like crossing off the calendar and waiting. Yeah. yeah, waiting for that, that, that holiday. So I say to people, have a holiday in your everyday. And whether that is a five minute meditation, a walk in the park, maybe you love rock music and, and that's your thing, but it's for you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's your time. And, and think about the things you love to do. What raises your vibration? What raises your energy? What puts a smile on your face? These are the things that we need to do more of in our everyday. And you know, we mightn't always be able to get to the beach or, or to the sun, but you know, the small little things that we do in our in our everyday have a have a big impact on us. Fantastic. Mm. Jen, it's been a pleasure talking to you today. Uh, thank you so much for being a guest on my podcast. I'm delighted to have you. Um, I've I've taken so much from it um, full of ideas now and I'm going to go away and have some holiday in my day today (laughs) this evening so thanks so much Jen it's been great to chat thank you so much for tuning into this episode I really hope that you got some value out of it I know that I certainly did As always, I would greatly appreciate if you could leave a review on whatever podcast platform you're tuning in on. And as always, I love connecting with my followers. So please drop me a message, connect with me. I'm on Instagram at thriveforlife.ashlingdaily. I'll be back again in two weeks time. This is a bi-weekly podcast. It is released every second Thursday. So thank you again for listening and take care.